0: In this video, I would like to review lab 3 assignment. Lab 3 assignment has two questions. Both of them requires uh, to build a uh, naive base classifier. Um, You need to provide your source code and uh, return confusion matrix. The first question requires um, to use a dataset called balance underscore scale dot csv and uh, the second one requires using um, abalone dot csv and uh, both of them can be downloaded from uh, D2L website. Um, so I would suggest you to create a folder and uh, then download all the data files and also create your R code under the same folder and then assign it as a working directory in the R statement. In this case, you could directly call the short um, file name without specifying uh, the full uh, path of the file. so let's start from the first question, and I would like to give you a little context um, about um, the problem. Uh, first the problem, need to use balance.scale.csv. So this is a file consists of uh, measures about uh, some balance scales. Um, as we know, if we put weight on two sides of a balanced scale, left side and uh, uh, right side, the scale will either tip to the right or tip to the left, or if if both uh, sides are equal weight, equal distance, and uh, it is balanced. So tip to the right, tip to the left, balanced. Uh, these are the three possible outcomes of this problem. And we have the measures about the weight at the left hand side, called the left weight, and then the distance of the left side of the scale, uh, called the left distance, and the weight at the right side, right weight, and uh, the distance of the right side of the scale, right distance. So if, if a scale needs to be balanced, the product of left weight and left distance should be the same as the right weight times the right distance. If the product of left weight and the left distance is larger than the right weight, Times right distance, scale tips to the left, and uh, vice versa. Okay, so, uh, balance scale.csv contains such data. Um, this, the question um, specifies um, the outcome variable or dependent variable as classes. So this is the, um, the outcome variable. Uh, it has three possible values, left, right, and balanced. Um, so this, um, this uh, dependent variable has three possible values, it, uh, which is a little bit more complicated than what we usually see in the class ext- um, instruction. Um, in the class, we usually see binary variable, meaning um, there are only two possible values for our outcome. In this case, uh, we have uh, three. Um, so now let's uh, load uh, the data and uh, uh, build a, a naive base uh, classifier. Before we start I created a uh, folder called lab3 under the folder I usually store all of my uh, MIS541 545 files. And so I use set wd working directory command to specify such folder as my working directory. And uh, from from now on all the files should be saved under this folder and uh without any uh full path specification um uh, files are within this uh folder and of course my code should be saved under this folder too okay um the package we're going to use is E1071 which contains the command for naive base. So first let's uh, load um, the uh, balance underscore csv um, to a data frame uh, variable. The command is called read.csv and uh, followed by the name of the file we want to load. Uh, which is balance underscore scale dot csv the created data frame is called balance scale Um, once we loaded um, data to a data frame variable we can take a look at how many rows are there um, in the data frame um, to know the size of the data Um, So there are 625 rows, which is not very large. Um, To make sure that um, all the data are complete, uh, there is no missing data, um, we can use the command complete uh, dot cases. So complete dot cases um, is a um, function returns a logical vector indicating which records are uh, complete. So if the record is complete, no missing value at all, um, a logical value, a true excuse me, true, will be returned. If a row contains any missing value in any columns, then the logical value false will be returned. So let me show you. Uh, let me show you the um, the returned value of complete uh, dot cases. Um, seems. Um, there are more than 600 uh, rows, let me just use the command HEAD to show you the first uh, six uh, rows of the, of the result. So true, 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 true. So that indicates the first row of balance scale it has no missing value. Second row, no missing value, uh, until six rows, no missing value at all so if we reverse if we reverse this um logical vector, that would tell us how uh, uh, the, um uh the um uh, the record- uh, the record contains missing value um and if we put this logical vector um as a row number in the data frame balance scale, uh, then we would know the exact rows that contains missing value in the um, data frame balance scale. So this, this row slicing. Row slicing means we only refer to row numbers of data frame, and don't care about the um, column numbers. Meaning, we include all the uh, columns for each row. Um, we simply do so by specify a comma, then followed by nothing, then close the right square bracket. So that means we wish to return all the rows whose uh, um, Correspondent logical uh, Value returned by complete dot cases is false meaning any row contains missing value and Then comma followed by all the columns So if we do this, then all the rows contains missing value will be returned. And since there's no missing value, then this statement will return nothing. And let's have a look. So it's empty. So Only the row column names are returned. Classes, left weight, left distance, right weight, uh, right distance. Okay, zero rows. So nothing is returned. Meaning, there is no missing value, and if we put it in the um, command or function n row, that will return the number of rows containing any missing value. So this uh, function will give us more intuitive uh, result. It returns zero, meaning zero row contains missing value. We don't have any uh, missing value uh, problem. Okay, so um, now let's let's move on. Um, we can also use a head uh, function to take a glance at the first six rows of the data frame balance scale. Uh, we we know that uh, there are uh, f- five five columns in the data frame class or five variables, classes left weight left distance, uh, right weight, and uh, right distance. So the first, um, first records uh, represent a balanced situation where the weight at the left side is one, the distance of left side is also 1, right weight is 1, right distance is 1. So 1 times 1, that's 1 at the left side. Uh, Right side, 1 times 1, also 1. So the first row shows an example um, about when the scale is balanced. And then the second example, um, the The class is right, meaning this is a situation where um, the scale tips to the uh, right side. And this is because the left weight is 1, left distance is 1, so the product is 1. Right weight is 1, right distance is 2, so the product is 2. So 2 is larger than 1, so the scale will tip to the right. All right. So um, class tells us whether, in this experiment, the scale tips to the left or the right. And uh, the next four columns records when the scale tips to the right or left, what is the reading of the weight and the distance for both sides. All right so now let's uh start to build our naive based classifier so first uh we wish to determine our training data sets, uh data size uh usually we use uh the seventy percent of the whole data set uh for our uh training set so first we need to uh learn uh how large is seventy percent of our um, whole data set so we can use uh, such command uh floor returns the um uh the, the integer that is the um, largest uh, integer uh no, uh, no larger uh, than uh, the um, decimal number that uh, we have. So in the parenthesis, we use 0.7 because we wish uh, the training set to be seventy percent of our whole data size, and then end the row um, of. Uh, balance scale returns on the total row number of the data set. So 0.7 times and row balance scale returns 70% uh, of, uh, of the total size. And because this number could be a decimal, in this case it is uh, 437.5 and uh when we use floor command uh then we're returning um a the largest integer that is uh smaller than this number, so kinda it's actually just round uh actually uh discard uh dis- only keep the integer part of the number and discard uh, the decimal so the floor of 437.5 would be 437 all right the 0.5 will be ignored so it is not rounding and even we have a decimal larger than 0.5 no matter it's 0.6 0.7 0.9 or even 0.99 it all the decimal places will be discarded and only keep the uh, the integer part so the, as you can see, the return result for the function is uh, 437. Okay. Which means, uh, sample size um, is at 437. Uh, so our test uh, training data set uh, will have uh, four four hundred 437 uh, rows. So once we determine the size of our training uh, set, we need to uh, randomly generate uh, those uh, row index that will be included for our training set. So we randomly generate number from one uh, to sample size, in this case 437. Um, we generate those uh, number, and uh, that number should be from 1 to 625, uh, which is the total data set. So meaning um, among the 625 rows we randomly generate row ID, represents a record, and then we use those row ID to extract the uh, records from the data frame of balance scale. So we need to run a command or function that can return random samples. Alright, so that command is called sample and it contains three parameters. The first parameter uh, represents um, the data range we wish to sample from. And uh, a number represents the sampling range is from one to this number. And we know n row of Balance scale is six hundred and twenty-five. The second parameter size um, is um, a non-negative integer defining the sample size. So we wish to sample four hundred and thirty-seven records, okay? Because our training set is is this large. And then the third parameter defines whether we wish to have a sampling with replacement or without replacement. Sampling with replacement means um, every time we sample a number, we put this number back uh, to the population, and uh, that number potentially could be sampled again. Meaning, our sample, our sample could contain repetitive uh, values, while um, a sample without replacement means once we sample that number, we take it out from the population, so that number cannot be sampled again. So, if we sample three this time, we take it out, and three cannot be. Uh, sampled again so all the sample values in the set are unique there is no two values having uh, the same value all right so then um, all the training index contains random number uh, ranging from 1 to 625 and there are um, 637 of them. So if I use head to take a look at uh, the training uh, index, you'd be able to see a bunch of numbers representing uh, row ID. So the first six number. Uh, for training index representing uh, row five hundred and thirty two, row six hundred, row four, eight, five are picked and will be included in the training set. okay So there are our row numbers. And uh, how we how do we extract all these uh, rows? by doing so, by using the row slicing. So remember, all the training underscore index uh, elements are row IDs, and we put them in balance scale, uh, square bracket, that means using the row ID to uh, fetch all the rows. Okay, we're doing row slicing because, once again, after the comma, we do not specify the column number or column names, Uh, so, which means we are extracting all columns. By doing so, train contains 437 rows uh, that are records in training set. If we take a look at the uh, first several rows for train, you're able to see, so for row 532, correspondent 5 columns are the first record for our training data. And then row ID 600, um, then followed by 5 values uh, as the second uh, training records. Okay, so these are all sampled from our balance scale, the whole data uh, set. Okay, then what we can do is we reverse, we reverse we use the rest of the training index and then fetch the rest of the data um, define them as our testing data. okay And we can do so by you specify a negative sign in the front of training underscore index. So training underscore index containing the row index for records to be saved in the uh, training set, and the negative means the rest, the rest of. Okay, all the rest of the index um, are used as a training set. Okay, so if I take a look at the first several rows of the test set, and you can see the first row, uh, meaning first row is not contained in the training set and it is used for uh, uh, testing. Uh, sixth row is used for testing as well, eights, tenths, so on and uh, so forth. Okay. okay, so finally everything is ready. Now we should build our naive base classifier by using the command naive base. Um, so for naive base, uh, first we need to specify the expression of our model. The expression contains three parts: left hand side tilde represents uh, left left side should be dependent variable, and the right side are uh, independent variables, and then uh, variable names specified as independent variables. So at the, uh, at the left-hand side of tilde, I have as-factor classes. So yes, classes is the dependent variable. I still, I still use as.factor um, uh, command to um, explicitly convert it into categorical variable. Some students ask me, well, seems like even I didn't do anything when I used the read.csv command uh, classes are already being uh, defined as uh, categorical. Should I still use uh, as factor command? I would say yes. So first, yes, read.csv or read.table, those uh, import data commands um, has been uh, improved a lot, uh, and uh, uh, they can uh, intellectually uh, identify the type of variables by looking at the uh, values they contain. But still, sometimes they do not work perfectly. For example, if I use number 1, 2, and 3, to represent Category 1, Category 2, and Category 3, then uh, read.csv will not uh, do so. It will still define this column as numeric type, because other than number 1, 2, and 3, there is no other letters or categorical value in this column. Alright, so, uh, by using as dot factor, not only I definitely will have a categorical variable, but also I, you know, by reading the code, I know that classes is a categorical variable. Okay, in this problem, the dot uh, represents uh, after tilde represent every other variable. Other than the left side of the tilde, so the left-hand side of tilde is classes, and in the uh, data set we have five variables. Everything except the classes gave us four variables: left weight, left distance, right weight, and right uh, distance. Okay, and then after the uh, comma we have the second. Uh, parameter specifying the training data set name. Um, it is called train, which is right uh, defined uh, right at here. Okay, so once we run this command, the a naive base classifier will be trained. Okay, and this model is saved in the variable balance scale dot model. So I want to specify, okay, so balance model is our trained naive base uh, classifier. And uh, then uh, we should uh, apply it to testing data. So if you uh, type the name of this model, then you're able to see the detailed uh, information about the uh, classifier. So, a priori probabilities meaning by looking at the distribution of y in our case, classes balanced left or right uh what is the percentage of those different categories? so we have about eight percent of balanced forty seven percent of tipping to left and uh, 44% uh, to the right. As we can see, there is very small percentage of balanced case, only 8%. So this actually uh, suggests that we do not have a lot of training example for balanced situation. And later on, you will see that um uh, we we actually uh do not have uh very good uh prediction performance for uh balanced okay all right so now uh let's uh let's move on uh then we, we need to do the to do the prediction. Uh, and the prediction, uh, the command name is uh, uh, the, the, the command name is uh, predict uh, followed by three uh, parameters. The first one is the trained naive base model. Uh, the second one is the test data set. And then uh, the third one is uh, what type of value we wish to uh, return type. Type could be either class or raw. R-A-W. If we specify the type as class, then the predicted category will be returned. In our case, either B, balanced, L, left, or right. Uh, are returned. If we specify type is raw, then the conditional probability of being uh, balanced, left, or or right are returned. So when we specify type as class, the result is more intuitive. We do not need to uh, pick the predicted result uh, using probability and pick the highest Uh, the result with the highest probability. So it will do the job for you already. It will just predict, uh, show you the class name which has the highest conditional probability among three possible uh, uh, results. Okay, so now um, uh, let's take a look uh, uh, let's move on. Okay. So we save we save the uh predicted result in a data frame. So balanced uh dot predict contains uh the um predicted uh result. Uh meaning the the outcomes either balanced left or right or right for uh, all the test data okay uh, and there are uh, about uh, I think uh, two hundred six hundred and twenty five minus four hundred and thirty five and then uh, test uh, comma classes that gives us the test data uh, outcome that's the ground truth so the actual um, outcome predicted contains the uh, uh the result predicted by our naive base classifier actual contains the true value that we already learned before we, um, we run the naive base algorithm. So for all the supervised learning, we must have outcome collected beforehand. In this case, we are able to evaluate uh, the, uh, the performance. And of course, by showing the known result and all the other attributes, we're able to train our algorithms. Okay, so now we should, what we need to do is, we define one data frame called results, contains both the predicted result and the the, uh, the actual result. And uh, that is called a confusion matrix, and it is saved in the variable results. And then we run the command table. Okay, uh, so we're able to uh, to see um, the, the prediction uh, result using the test data. So, uh, as you can see, uh, the columns are the distribution for the actual uh, value, and then row-wise are the predicted uh, result. So, we wish our diagonal To be as high as possible. So the first diagonal element represents the real value, the true value is balanced, and uh, the prediction is also balanced. So, meaning we correctly predict the number of balanced cases. And unfortunately, the number is zero. The second diagonal element represents when the true value is left, how many of them are correctly being predicted as left. As you can see, there are 81 of them. That's pretty good. And then for the third diagonal element, that represents for the true, for the the real examples tip to the right. How many of them have been uh, predicted as uh, right and there are 95 of them all right so in general the prediction is 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 pretty high however there are also some mistakes right at here so the number four at here means uh, the true value is balanced however we mistakenly Predict them as or classify them as left. Okay, so we made four such mistakes, and then there are also eight um, eight um, uh, records should be balanced, but we mistakenly classify them as uh, right. All right. So in general the classifier is not good at classifying a uh, balanced case. As you can see, for um, uh, for the uh, uh, actual data about to the left and the uh, right, um, nothing is being predicted as balanced. So actually, you know the whole row is zero meaning our classifier cannot uh recognize balanced uh case in general this is because there there is no uh not a lot uh training uh set training uh data records uh have true value of balance so this also tells us um if we want to have good performance in the classification or prediction, then we should provide training case um, sufficient to all pos- all the categories. So we also should provide many examples, many training examples um, have the true value of balanced to the classifier. Um, as well. All right. So uh, this question, you see, we have three possible categories uh, different from what we usually see in the class two. Okay. So now let's move on and take a look at the next question. The next question requires us uh, use uh dataset abalone.csv and the class variable is called sex. Okay. So uh, the description of the data set is also given uh, on D2L. So this data set is about uh, black lip abalone. Uh, that is uh, a type of uh, uh, shell, shellfish, uh, shell uh, a- animals. And it contains uh, attributes uh, such as sex, and three possible values: male, female, and I, representing infant. So, shell animals' uh, sex is not determined uh, in the infant period. So, uh, it does not have sex until uh, it is matured. And also, we have some uh, physical measures about uh, the size of this uh, for for each. Uh, Animal, Uh, length, diameter, height, whole weight, shark weight, so on and uh, so forth. Okay, so in general, we have the class meaning the sex of the of abalone, and uh, also some measures about how large and how heavy uh, they are uh, for uh, some collected abalones. And what we wish to do is use. uh, Attributes uh, how large they are in terms of length, diameter, height, how heavy they are, and to determine the sex of uh of those uh, animals so once again, uh, we need to load the data uh, using read uh, dot c s v dot to the variable abalone and it seems uh all the commands are very similar to the first question. I'm going to uh, speed up. And then uh, we take a look at how many rows in this uh, data set to, to, to see how large uh, a data set we have. And uh, there are uh, 4,177 rows in, in the data set. And also let's find um, how many um, uh, missing, uh, how many rows containing uh, missing values in this set and uh, the result is zero. there is none. some students says uh we we uh i use eyeball test i just opened the data in the text editor um i browse it and uh, I do not see any missing value uh uh can i uh, can i uh just assume it's uh, it's it's not missing and without uh confirming uh it can, can contain Missing value using code, the answer is no. Um so first, yes, eyeball test is a very good tool for us to uh evaluate uh the missing data situation in general. Um it's also a good habit. Uh, every time you have a data set, you open it and take a look at uh, how many rows you have, um the 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 the, the, the row names. Um, and uh what kind of value they are in each column so these are uh these are good habit, but still uh eyeball test is not uh accurate um you have to still use the complete dot cases uh function to determine uh whether you have a missing uh value uh case a missing value record um for for this question um even they're they're not so uh read c s v is actually uh, smart enough to uh recognize uh, uh columns that contains uh, no value in it and uh, represent them as uh, uh a missing uh, value uh not available uh, n a so um we we just uh, uh, just simply Use uh, complete dot cases to see whether there's uh, there's any missing value, even we pretty much know there's no, uh, but still we should run this uh, command anyway to uh, completely uh, confirm there is no missing value at all. and then also we use seventy percent of our whole data set as uh, training data size. Defined as uh, sample size and once again, we sample the row ID or row indexes for our training set and Then we extract we use a row slicing to uh, extract um, Data to from abalone data uh, frame, which is our whole data set to the training set uh, named as train and also we extract the rest of our whole dataset um, as a test set. Uh, define our naive base classifier. Uh, then the left hand side is sex, tilde, okay, and then at the right hand side of tilde dot, meaning everything uh, else uh, except sex, we use as independent uh, variables. Uh, And then we use the trained um, Classifier for prediction using the test data. Okay, and and then we save the uh, we save two uh, Columns one is the predicted class uh, whether which uh, sex those abalone belong to and then the true value Which come from the uh, test set. And then we return the confusion uh, matrix. So uh, again, for the columns that represents uh, the true uh, female, infant, and male. And then for each row that represents the first row represents predicted female, predicted infant. And uh, predicted male. So 250 abalones, uh, they are indeed female and also predicted as female, so correctly uh, classified. 329, uh, they are actually infant and also being classified as infant, also correct. 85 uh, males. So they are truly males and also being classified as as male. So the diagonal elements are uh, what our algorithm did correctly. If we look at the first row, that contains all the predicted uh, females. So the second column under I, that represents, uh, there are 42 abalone's being predicted or classified as female, but actually they are infant. And there are 242 males. They are mistakenly being classified as female. There are 85 female being mistakenly classified as infant. There are 116 males being mistakenly classified as infant. There are 63 females mistakenly classified as male. And there are 42 infants mistakenly classified as male. So this classifier uh, does not have as good performance as before. In the second half of the semester, we're going to learn performance evaluation for predictive models. So right now, I just want want you guys to have hands-on experience about getting measures, in this case Confucian matrix, that can be possibly used uh, for performance evaluation. But for the detailed method, measures, We will look at uh, for evaluating the uh, performance that's going to be uh, covered uh, later. Okay, so I will not provide too much details yet. Um, Just give you some sense um, of uh, a possible, not so good uh, classifier. Okay, so the second, uh naive base classifier uh using abalone dataset yes um they're not as good as what we see um before so there are several reasons uh first um, the naive base is not the ideal uh model to solve this problem. We probably should look at something else. For example, maybe decision tree or uh, SVM uh, Or second, uh, we do not have good uh, training data. Assume that uh, our training data provides the, the examples that do not have clear cut uh, between female, infant, and uh, male. So we just provide um, uh, those abalones with very similar uh data in weight height uh size so on, and then then have all possible three um uh sex in this case, our algorithm do not learn um the pattern among all these uh, attributes uh for three different uh sexes. Okay, so training data is also uh, very uh, important even when we picked uh, a good uh, algorithm. Um, But in order to achieve uh, good um, performance, we need to have good data, clean the data that have relatively even distribution among all the categories and also a proper algorithm Fitting that uh, situation. Uh, We need to have both of them. Okay, uh, that's all for this video. Thanks a lot for watching. I'd like to add a little bit more about um, the interpretation of the returned naive base uh, models. Um, So, back to the example of balance scale. after we trained our naive base model uh, using the, the training uh, data we have this trained model called balanced scale dot model if you type in its name it will show some uh, numbers i explained earlier about the a priori probabilities mm, talking up showing the distribution of our three categories in y uh, balanced left and right um, so, under the uh, label conditional probabilities, so this name is actually a little misleading. Uh, all these tables below are not about the conditional probabilities. Um, instead, um, it shows the mean and uh, uh, standard deviation of um, each uh, variable uh, with. Uh, three uh, categorical values. So let's take a look at the left weight. Okay, so under uh, this label means um, for all the uh, outcome with the balanced uh, uh, value, the mean for the left weight is 3.18. And then uh, the second column represents standard deviation. The standard deviation is 1.39. Uh, and then, when, when uh, outcome is, is left, and uh, among left weight, uh, the mean is 3.6, and uh, the um, standard deviation is 1.2. And when uh, outcome is R, the mean of left weight is 2.4, and uh, the standard deviation is uh, 1.3 so on and so forth. And if we look at the left distance among um, all the, uh, if we look at the record whose outcome is balanced, then uh, their left distance mean is 3.16, standard deviation 1.44. Among all the outcomes with the value of L left, Uh, the mean of their left distance is 3.66, and then the standard deviation is 1.24. When outcome is right, the mean of left distance is 2.41, and the standard deviation is 1.31, so on and so forth.